Hey everyone, my name is David. Today I'm joined by Andrew and we're going to take a peek behind the mask. Thanks for joining me, Andrew. No problem. Thanks for having me. Um, so we decided to talk about parents today um, and our relationship with parents. Um, I feel like there's, you know, this... I was very much growing up like kind of my, my, my dad's son, right? Like I, I, I wanted to do the sports and, and that kind of stuff. I wanted to be the, the son my dad wanted. Um, and I mean, I think, you know, kind of seeing how his relationship was with my older siblings, uh, definitely factored into that. Um, but, and, but I, and I also like tried to, my mom's fairly emotionally heavy and I tried to, like, I, I tried to serve both of them, I guess. And I, I feel like it's still like they're fighting in my brain, <laughs> right? Like, I feel like the two of them are at odds in my brain. Um, cause they had, they had definitely different values and, and different approaches to life. So it, it was quite the interesting contrast. And then they got divorced when I was nine. So that definitely, they just like, I mean, I think divorce is just horrible for kids. Um, and it really threw a wrench in everything. Um, yeah. How, how was, how was your relationship <laughs> with your parents growing up and, uh, and now, I guess? Yeah. Well, that's funny. Yeah. So my parents are also split up. Um, which is uh, interesting. So I think uh, we have a slightly different, I feel like divorce was uh, a little bit good. Okay. <laughs> uh, certainly gave me some perspective on life and yeah. uh, relationships for better or worse in different stages of my life. Yeah. Um, but I think growing up, I was always teased by my sisters uh, about being a mommy's boy. Okay. Um, I guess that... I always looked up. How yeah, many siblings, like, what's your breakdown of siblings? Because I think that factors into the dynamic in a household quite a bit as well. Not with, like, yeah, with I'm, the parents. So I actually have four sisters. Okay. Um, no brothers. And recently, I've kind of now got six sisters. Because my, uh, my dad's, I guess now my stepmom uh, has two daughters. And so okay. whenever I go home, it's it's me and the... Well, I mean, not so much anymore. I guess there's only, uh, you know, most of them are moved out now. Yeah, uh, yeah. But growing up, so I have my two older sisters, uh, Laura and Steph, and then my two younger sisters, Robin and Steph, mm -hmm. which is a little bit interesting. Actually, one of my uh, my two younger sisters were adopted at a pretty young age. Okay. Uh, and so I actually have two sisters named Steph. I've got a big Steph and a little Steph. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah, it was always pretty funny growing up because you'd say, you know, you'd yell out Steph, but I feel like, uh, you know, at first both would reply and yeah. then soon you could kind of tell by who was saying it and how they were saying <laughs> it, exactly who they were talking to. That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah pretty so, funny. yeah, definitely. So you, it surprises me that you'd be a mama's boy if your, if your dad only had one son, right? Like I would have expected the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess too. But I mean, looking back on it, and you know, maybe my sisters would say something different. But I always think I, I struck a pretty good balance. I mean, my yeah. my parents were uh, I don't know, both very uh, good parents, I guess. Mm. Also, polar opposites, which is I think a big reason why they got uh, divorced. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know though, my like you know, growing up, my dad and I, we'd always play. Uh, you know, we play games together, we play sports together. 
when it came to sports, he was, I think he probably drove me uh, a little bit more, especially yeah. for hockey. Yeah. Uh, so I had, I mean, it was, it was pretty even, but when I sucked up to someone, I sucked up to my mom. <laughs> okay. I, I tended, especially after the divorce, I tried to like play both sides as much as I could. I think I was just always trying to optimize my outcome, which I mean, isn't the best always. Um, but I think that I definitely felt after the divorce, I also kind of had to be on my dad's side because it felt like my other siblings were on my mom's side. Um, and it's like, you know, <laughs> like he, he, someone no, needs either. to be on his side, right? Was kind of the feeling as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, and you know, now I, I, I'm not really sure how I'm settling into my relationship now as an adult. Cause, um, you know, my dad seems to have the approach of, you know, we can be peers now. And like, you know, he enjoys the type of person I am and we hang out sometimes. Right. And like, but he's like, I did my job. You're an adult now. There's no more like daddy relationship. Um, Whereas my mom seems to be uh, the opposite. My, my mom seems to still, you know, have expectations of, of what I owe her as her child. Um, and like also, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it feels like, I mean, both of them kind of make me feel like there's a debt that can never be repaid, which is probably true. I wouldn't be alive if not for them. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like practically <laughs> reasonable. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I might be able to quantify some of my debt that I owe my parents. <laughs> I can quantify the university costs. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most easy. Well, they say on average a kid costs three quarters of a million dollars to have. That's I what that's that. what they and get. My, I don't know I mean, who they are either. In terms of giving me a diversity of opportunity, it's like, I don't know, growing up and even now, like I kind of still i think because of them i have so much that i'm able to take part in like i yeah. you know growing up i did i did basketball and i did competitive swimming i did hockey i did rugby you mm -hmm. know i did music um i played drums actually quite i got pretty pretty heavy into it and they were right there to support me through all of it right yeah and even even school and so on i, I always looked up to my dad who was an engineer and so basically math and science I did to, to kind of, I guess, impress them and then to, to get them to, um, I don't know what the word is, but they, could you they impress just, them? They were always there supporting me and helping me. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I mean, I, I'm very lucky to have supportive uh, parents too. I think, um, you know, that's a very, something I'm very grateful for. Um, did you find that like, you know, every kid kind of wants to impress their parents, you know, or most kids. Did you find that you could or it was like a, it was like, you know, the the carrot attached to the stick that you could never quite reach? <laughs> um, I think I could. Yeah. But mm -hmm. and I think those moments were rare enough that it kept me kept me pushing. Um, okay. You That's... know, there's certainly a few a few times where, you know, I can remember being in a car with my mom and the ups and the and the downs, you know, basketball tryouts, competitive basketball tryouts, I lost. And, mm -hmm. you know, she was there to say, oh, there's always next year and there's always another team, you know. And that specifically, I think I remember her saying, and, and you've got drums and you're really good at drums. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. So then, uh, you know, with 
with my drumming, I went on to audition for Ottawa Junior Jazz Band, and I remember that car ride too, and her saying, you know, congratulations. So it's, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I was always kind of vying for it, and mm. uh, I think that's the right word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was, it was scarce enough, I guess, that uh, it was actually valuable still. scarce enough that it was actually valuable still yeah did i think our audio cut out there yeah I'll, i can just cut that and this out yeah so that yeah what i said was it was i'm gonna turn off video it was scarce so enough that i kept better if you turn off video i think it'll work better. keep the connection going better yeah all right yeah so what i, what I said was um it was scarce enough that it kept me going yeah. uh frequent enough that i never felt uh i guess let down or unloved yeah that's that's good i i really i'm still i'm still trying to work through like i have mental health issues and i'm working through a lot of stuff and i'm still trying to work through like the balance i had um with respect to that um because my my opinion now is it seemed that i was always perfect in my mom's eyes but not actually, but like it kind of messed with me. And then my dad is just like a very critical person. Like he's very hard on himself. He has high expectations of things. And so like no matter what I accomplished, it, there was still like, well, what's the next accomplishment? So it feels like I got, but like in, in I don't know, my sister ended up like pretty level, but like I ended up trying to fully embrace both extremes at the same time rather than like integrating them properly um what's your relationship like what happened with the divorce and and what's your relationship when was it and what's your relationship like now because my like my parents got divorced when i was nine so i was still like a kid um and i mean it definitely made me feel like i was kind of torn now you know it doesn't matter whether like i have relationships with them individually or together i don't think um but yeah, what was yeah. what were those things like? I I find it's it's so it's it's interesting because I mean, growing up, uh, I remember being on the playground and uh, like this was probably around grade six when we were talking to one of our friends whose parents was going through a divorce, and I remember thinking to myself like oh, I can I can't imagine that like my parents mm -hmm. are super in love they would never split up. Yeah, I think then, I think uh, most kids end, think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because, you know, when you're a kid, your parents aren't really humans. They're yeah. parents. Yeah, some, yeah. Some weird uh, other thing. Yeah. But... And so it was interesting then, you know, a few years later at the end of, I think it was at the end of grade nine, mm -hmm. um, you know, things were getting kind of bad in the household. They were fighting a lot. And every yeah. now and again, my mom would come to me in tears, right? Yeah. Which is really weird to, to experience as a young young man yeah you know how do you console your crying mother because she wants to separate with your father it was yeah and i think that's... that was probably the most the weirdest or i guess most traumatic thing that i went through and i don't think that was too bad though in the end yeah i think you know it seems that divorce kind of flips the narrative where like the parents are fighting and the kids are the only ones who really know much and so it's like yeah. they go to you yeah. for advice. They go to you to vent. And I mean, it's not really fair, but they're also human. 
Um, but it definitely like changes the dynamic quite significantly. Uh, you know, whereas some people, some people, their parents will like, you know, no matter how old they are, they'll never go to their kids for advice or, or help. And it's like, you know, we were, I was 10 and we were having conversations about that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting because it, you know, you, you, for me, I learned to see my parents as, as people, I guess, and, mm-hmm. you know, people who can do, who can do wrong and people also who are, you know, just, I guess, existing, uh, mm-hmm. growing up, growing apart. Yeah. Um, you know, and my mom and I now will, will talk at a, I guess, a much more equal footing mm-hmm. where we're not, uh, you know, it's not parent and kid anymore it's it starts to feel more peer-to-peer and that's that's a really interesting dynamic i find yeah how's your relationship with your dad is it similar um i find my dad's a little bit more uh closed off Mm -hmm. um you know it's something that we'll touch on every now and again but i know uh you know i feel like talking about it makes him a little uncomfortable yeah i remember uh when i was in grade 12 I did this thing it was called leadership camp mm-hmm. and uh, basically it was you know in the high school there were 24 kids who put on this like weekend camp in the school so we'd stay overnight yeah and uh, it was it was very much about like you know uh, it was very sort of touchy-feely about uh, I guess one growing leadership skills and then also being able to talk openly with the other students yeah uh, and in that in my final year, you give grad speeches. And so I had, um, I did mine about uh, my parents splitting up and my dad was mm-hmm. actually volunteering that weekend. So he sat by and, and watched it. And, uh, you know, afterwards we talked a little bit about it and, uh, but it was, you know, it's sort of, uh, I think we've always been a little bit closed off towards one another, which is, yeah. you know, kind of too bad. I think if there was one thing, one, it's, I mean, never too late to change, but I think that's one thing I'd like um, out of that relationship a bit more is to be able to talk a bit more openly and honestly. Yeah. Have you expressed that to him? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, and that's the interesting part, that's too, because I don't yeah. even know how to, you know, when you can't, when you don't even, uh, when you don't really do that to begin with, it's hard to be like, hey, Yeah. by yeah. the way, and we should talk more. Yeah. And th- I, I, my dad's very particular in how, in, in like what settings need to be set properly to have a proper conversation. Um, so like sometimes we do, but um, it, it's hard for him to actually, he's still trying to solve the problem rather than actually just talk, it seems, um, except like there are, there are, there is the odd time, but it is tough. And like, I mean, that's kind of what I've had a problem with, with, you know, well, seemingly men generally um, is, you know, I've, I've not really had many male to male relationships that we talk about things and feelings or even this kind of stuff. And then it's like, yeah, it's kind of weird for me to reach out. Well, I have that now I have a podcast as an excuse, but it's kind of weird (laughs) to just reach out to a friend that I've known for five years that we've never talked about things. And say like, hey, I want to talk to you about things or about us or or whatever. Um, and and so I imagine if it's you know twenty five years, it's uh, a lot tougher too. 
do you think he'd be receptive if you did just do do that? Oh, I I know he would. Well, kind of. I guess uh, you know I, it would definitely be, be awkward because yeah. I well I feel too like uh, he's a very organic person where mm. you know we've we've gotten pretty close to those kinds of conversations, but it tends to come up naturally. Okay. Uh, you know, and we've had similar conversations where it was it was like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, I remember making fun of him once with uh, with my stepmom actually because he like rarely says "I love you," which yeah. is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll make well, maybe not really funny, but in, <laughs> within a relationship where you know that that someone does love you, it's yeah. it's funny because you know that it's just you know that's the kind of person he is. And, yeah. I've started poking fun of at him more for it because, you know, every, every time we call, like, I guess before I kind of like, we don't talk about like, I guess, relationship and the more gushy stuff very often, but we Mm -hmm. do talk over the phone fairly often. Yeah. And so every time I hang up, I make sure to say, you know, love you. See you next time. Yeah. And half the time he says, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I, I just find hilarious. So anyway, my, uh, his stepmom and I were making fun of him and you know because I said you you really okay you're not gonna say it back and yeah she laughs because she's like I told him the same thing yeah yeah that's fair but anyway so that all goes back about uh you know those conversations I I think that yeah they're there it's just a matter of sort of bringing them up organically or they can be there yeah that's good to hear. Um, yeah, for for me, like, it's interesting. I've always felt like I could talk to my parents about everything. Like, they, they tried to instill that very, very well. Um, recently, I've been struggling to be able to talk to my mom about our relationship. Um, and Because, so. you know, I'm not pleased with the way our relationship is. And at her inability to talk to me about it and like maybe she's listening to this and so like I'm a bit hesitant but I sent her an email saying like I have public out outlets now and like you are going to find out the truth about how I feel about you Um, I'd rather tell you to your face if you're willing to listen but otherwise like it's going to come out one way or another Um, and so Right now, I don't want to get in. Unfortunately, I don't feel comfortable yet getting into it fully um, because, you know, she still hasn't kind of responded to that. But I've just never really been happy with my relationship with my mom. And I kind of brushed it aside uh, for a while or just kind of like, you know, when I went to university, I kind of just didn't engage with her much. Um and now, like, I, I want to. In university, I was kind of just over my parents generally, right? Like, you know, as many young adults are. But now I, I really want to have a, a real relationship with her. But it, it can't exist on the foundation that's been built, in my opinion. So I'm kind of, like, at a loss for what to do, um, especially if she, if she's not open to talk about it so it's kind of that's like that's what i'm struggling with right now um with regards to to her my dad it's more so like it feels always like 
it feels difficult to talk to him really because it's kind of just uh, more, I don't know, uh, academic it feels like. We can talk about what's going on in our lives, but it feels more academic than feelings-y, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. I am interested to know, uh, you said uh, out of like a couple of topics, this one would make you more uncomfortable. Um, why? Like what, it, like what, so it's, it, you know, it's uncomfortable for me to talk about the struggle I'm having with my mom right now. And, uh, you know, obviously, if I go into some details about my, my like relationships with them as I was growing up and stuff, um, it, it is kind of difficult and and you know whenever you're factoring in other people like I'm very public and I opted into that but they didn't necessarily um, but I'm interested kind of why why are you kind of hesitant or, or not hesitant so because you're doing this and I, I really appreciate that but what kind of made you think it might where can I hit the uncomfortable spot I guess yeah 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 it's funny I, I was thinking about that too like I you know I say that and then I keep saying like oh but but, you know, I've been very fortunate to have the parents I have. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the thing that, that uh, I guess, made me feel uncomfortable was the, I guess, prospect of them uh, hearing a conversation. Like, I feel like I'm, or I guess, like, hearing a conversation about them and about it yeah. um, you know, with, uh, with another person. Because um, yeah. I always found, like, I'm, I can be fairly open, um, you know, but... It's, uh, I guess it's the public domain is a little bit scary and especially when talking about, you know, family. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's fair. And I guess like for me, you know, if my mom hears this and, and you know, maybe she, maybe it'll impact something and, and like maybe if your dad heard this, he'd, he'd that, 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 that would serve as your way of saying, hey dad, I would like to have, you know, a bit more of, of deeper conversations with you or, or something like that. So it's like a, it's like a run of the mill way of getting it to them. If, if, if we can't get it to them directly as well, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was, lis oh, I was listening to Halsey, the, the music, musical artist talk about her latest song and, and it's called without me. And it's basically saying that like, I built you up. How can you think you can exist without you? I've done so much for you. Um, and she said there was literally some people because she was feeling very overwhelmed by people's demands of her emotionally and that kind of stuff. And she'd literally just ask them to listen to the song. And like that was her way of telling them her feelings, right? Um, I've been big into trying to get like different um, like expressions, uh, different ways of expressing myself. But that's kind of, I don't know, my mind just thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. When it's easier, I mean, that's that's one of the things I always found with like drumming and music, because mm -hmm. it's you know a form of expression, and it's sometimes easier to express yourself in not just a conversation. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, in this case, the medium is, you know, maybe a podcast, but mm -hmm. it's uh, it's certainly sometimes easier. I think another reason too, I'd say, uh, uncomfortable with it is uh, is the current dynamics. I mean, my my family, it's interesting. You, you, uh, family's with you for life, mm -hmm. and uh, you don't get to pick them. <laughs> no, it's uh, so it's it's been kind of interesting 
back at home. So I live down in Hamilton. Yeah. Um, but then back up in Ottawa, things sometimes feel, uh, feel like they're going all over the place. You know, mm-hmm. my, uh, I know my interest, my relationship with my parents has always been uh, very strong with both of them, but I know yeah. with my sisters, they butt heads a lot with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so that's, that's very interesting because, you know, being so far removed, I kind of get everybody's story all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of the times it just seems so at odds and yeah. it's, uh, it's so tough because it's, you know, it's almost like that environment of, uh, you know, when my parents are splitting up and now it's like my parents and my sisters, um, or my parents, I should mainly my mom, my dad, I think. And, and my, like my dad's always been, I think because he's, uh, tends to hide, I guess what he's feeling. Then he doesn't have uh, and feuds. he have front about it. He's much easier to, yeah. uh, I guess, go to and maintain that relationship with. Yeah. And where you have sort of the polar opposite of my mom, I think, because my sisters are so used to, you know, being able to uh, go to my dad and like so easily they they, when my mom, I guess, tells them something uh, that they might not want to hear. Uh, you know, or that they, I guess, perceive and take in as as uh, mean spirited. Um, it's I I don't know. It's and maybe I'm kind of I feel like I've kind of rambled and lost my point here. But oh no, you're just saying uh, that. Yeah, like it's interesting to kind of observe the family dynamic because you're a bit more removed from it. Yeah, and and yeah. how that impacts. And going back is. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's interesting. And, and it's part of the reason I think why I feel uncomfortable is because, you know, I I'm very much came to terms with like my parents splitting up. And I think my relationship with my parents, because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there was some what I, I guess what I would call, uh, you know, emotional distress. But mm-hmm. I, I came to terms with it. And my parents are very amicable like they okay. when they split up they were friends yeah Um, you know but i think that there's just some things that that my dad does that really attracts uh my family i think further to him Mm -hmm. you know christmas will tend to spend more time at his house because it's more of like a uh i don't really know how to describe it and then uh my mom feels you know very cheated Um, yeah i i'm very similar i don't know about my siblings but i was always interested in in spending more time and living with my dad more um and my mom always felt definitely like shunned and like how 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 can you love your father more than me and like that kind of stuff and then would try and successfully guilt me um and you know that's kind of it feels like a lot of our relationship has just built from that um because that you know that's been since I was a kid when they got divorced. Um, when, and what I, what's kind of interesting and what I struggle with now, I think, or it was about a year or just over a year ago that kind of all of my siblings and I together were kind of coming to terms with the fact that we need to just get over the idea of mommy and daddy, right? Um, and like, so I was, yeah. we were kind of, luckily, I guess we were kind of all going through it together, like, nope, 
These are the flawed humans that raised us. They're not changing. We have to change. We have to make sure that we see their flaws and their pros and learn from them, but also teach ourselves how to best interact with them because they're probably not going to change. Um, and and it's it's been kind of tough. Um, but I think the, the key thing, the key difference between my parents is my dad has been very open to that. I can be very honest with my dad about my thoughts on him, how he treats me, how he acts generally, um, and he's receptive to it. He doesn't always agree, but um, my mom doesn't seem receptive to those conversations or to that feedback. Um, and I mean, my dad also, you know, he took this past summer, it wasn't, he this past summer, he took the time to take like, time aside with each of my siblings and I individually to apologize for his failings as a father. And like he was a good dad, but you know, every parent has failings. Uh, and like to have the strength to do that and, and to, and, and you know, it was particularly impactful for, for you know, uh, one of my siblings, which I won't get into, but like that is huge to for for any person to be able to do that um and and it really feels like you know he's accepting of of his situation and and, and his responsibilities of of our dynamics and stuff as well um i i kind of rambled there as well i don't really know where i was going but um and you know i do find the it's it's hard to quantify but like the the like you said but like the tone of in engagement with my dad is just different and for me more enjoyable right um and and you know when i even like as a kid if i would claim that or say that to my mom or she would feel that was the case you know one i clearly didn't love her enough and two oh like either i'm i'm brainwashed by my father or i'm just i'm so similar to him and 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 that's why or whatever and and there's never this idea that maybe it's, you know, an environment that one creates versus the other and just how they are, right? Like, you know, you, you don't get to choose your family, um, but, you know, it's still the same dynamics you have with friends and stuff, right? Like you have some people you enjoy spending more time with than others. And, and it's, you know, I think the important thing is the commitment with family to figure out why and, and be willing to work together, right? Like, um, if, if that's what you're actually interested in. I think I want to bring up too, like you said, you know, they're not mommy and daddy anymore. Mm -hmm. That one, I, I, that point I think really resonates with me because that's, I mean, when I went back to, went back home this Christmas, that was definitely uh, something that, you know, kind of struck with me where, you know, forever it was my siblings could do no wrong. Uh, mm. because at the end of the day you know you're you're the parents yeah and you have to kind of suck it up yeah. but you know then kind of reflecting on it and being like you know what like we're all adults now yeah my siblings and me we're all and so we're we're all adults together like mm -hmm. you know and and things now tend to go well they have to go both ways for the for the sake of the mental health of my parents you know yeah it's I, and I think that that for me is probably the the newest thing I've learned in family dynamics is yeah. that 
you know, as you get older, I think it's, you know, myself and I think my siblings tend to sympathize more with each other as opposed to, you know, sort of siding with my parents. But there's certainly some things where it's like, well, you know what, like this, if this, if this wasn't, if I viewed this from a relationship that wasn't parent to kid and was just peer to peer, you know, there's some, some parts about that relationship that just aren't okay anymore. Right. And, and I think that's a struggle for anyone in the parent child relationship to go through, right? Because siblings kind of find that way together ish, right? Um, but definitely, mm-hmm. like, it's such a change in dynamic from parent child to two peers. Um, and I feel like, you know, uh, that's kind of where I'm struggling with my mom right now. She doesn't seem, she thinks I'm stuck as a kid. Um, but I feel like she's stuck viewing me as a kid. And so when I express certain things, she still thinks I just don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a fully functioning adult. I have these well thought out views and opinions, and you can either engage me with them or not, but dismissing me, um, is not acceptable. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel bad that I, I have to express these views to her, but it's gotten, I've gotten to the point where I've determined that it, it's not a healthy relationship for me. And for me personally, what it kind of came down to on the, on this, you know, mommy and daddy front is I have been struggling with my mental health really badly in the past, you know, two years or so. I'm, I'm coming out of it now, finally. Um, but there's been times where like, and, and times even more recently where I've written in my journal, like, I wish I could just like call my mommy and, and just have her tell me things will be okay. Cause like, that's how small you can feel. And like, yes, she maybe could still do that or my dad or my sister or whoever could still do that. But that's also not a solution. That's not actually helpful long-term. Um, and also, um, you know, I don't know, it just doesn't work. Um, and, and it, it kind of keeps those patterns in place as well. So it's, for me, it's kind of trying to find the balance that like, obviously if I'm really struggling, they want to be there for me, but you know, I need to be there for myself as well. And I, I can't view them as, as mommy and daddy. And, you know, if I just go run a run there, then it'll solve the problem. Like when I, you know, had a, had a boo-boo when I was five or whatever. Right. Um, so it's, uh, it's quite interesting, but it was, it was good that like my siblings and I kind of managed to be going through that around the same time. So we could kind of like coach each other through it, right? Like at any given day, hopefully one of us was seeing things rationally. Um, (laughs) And so we could kind of, whoever was, whoever was in the rational boat at the time could kind of help the other two be like, no, remember we're adults. They're the ones who are off, not us. We're, we're, we're okay. I think that's important is to have the sibling. For me, it was, it was quite important as well, I guess. I found, uh, you know, actually I called my mom the other week and, uh, you know, was like, man, I'm super stressed out, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then, you know, she kind of cuts me off and says, I'm stressed out too, you know, blah, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. I'd said, what the hell? Like, <laughs> Please don't cut me off yeah. and talk about your problems. I'm talking about my problems. Yeah. And then she goes, you know, well, who the hell am I going to talk to? Like, yeah. you know, and it was, that was interesting to me because, you know, I did that 
I just wanted to call someone and vent to them and have them tell me, oh, it's all going to be okay. And then I had, you know, started and then all of a sudden I realized, oh, maybe, maybe there's someone there who's cared for me all my life who needs a little bit of caring. Yeah. And yeah, that's the first time you kind of have to be there for your parents is also, I mean, that's kind of what divorce thrusts upon some kids quite early, but I know also like, um, you know, when my grandmother passed away, I, I was determined to be the, the, sh- the rock because so, my dad had always been a rock. And I was like, no, right now that's me. Um, but it, it, it's, it can't, it's not easy ever. And, and you still do want someone who can just kind of be there for you. Right. And, yeah, and I don't know, I don't, I try to not be that for them um which maybe isn't fair but it's also like it depends on what they're going through i i mean i tell my dad he's kind of a broken record at this point so i try and listen to him and what he what he's talking about but it's it's on repeat for years right and i'm like so at this point it's just kind of frustrating and i and it's like i i still listen but i i you know it's kind of i i can half tune out at this point but i think he I don't know who else he has to talk to other than my siblings and I, to be honest, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to be able to be there for him. But it also feels now that like most of the time uh, he like we don't get into my stuff or it's like last time we hung out. Um, it was like, you know, an hour and a half in and I was like, oh, and I'm doing fine, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, well, and that's like, yeah, I mean, I'm stuck just saying, yeah, because it's, it's, I mean, that's just it, right? Like, yeah. you, uh, the relationship just changes, yeah. you suddenly you're an adult, and, uh, and it goes both ways all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's just, I think, about figuring out that balance, um, and and I, and it, it feels different for us than I than what I know of for like our parents' generation because they very much like they 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 like left the house and got married and like it was a clear cutoff whereas like university is this I mean it's been called like prolonged adolescence right so you're like in your twenties still relying on them have like pretty heavily financially a lot of people do if they're lucky enough to be able to um, and that kind of stuff so it's like I mean like my dad moved across the world when he was like 17 or something and he was just like bye parents like I'll write you a letter once a month right <laughs> and and like that was it but like my parents uh expect you know weekly or 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 every two week phone calls and it's like well with my dad I'm like well your parents didn't see you for four years so like you can't really complain about that um but it it feels like it's quite different and and it does feel like a lot of millennial issues are, are kind of unique to, to our generation because the world's changed so so drastically recently. Well, and even just the ability to be able to uh, be so to connected. get into touch, you know, instead of a snail mail letter yeah. to the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, and it was interesting I, when I traveled, like, you know, my mom was still wanting to talk to me every, like, or get updates at least every, like, two weeks or whatever. And I'm just like, I would have loved to have just had the 
had the four months on my own type thing, right? Or like if I want to reach out, sure, but they shouldn't, you know, be doing that. <laughs> yeah. I've, you know what? Mine, um, um, my parents, I think, gave, gave me the appropriate amount of space, which mm -hmm. I was always pretty happy about. Because I'll hear, you know, I'll hear some people who, you know, they weren't allowed to move out of their house when they go through university and mm -hmm. they have to check in. They can't go to any social events. And it's, yeah, I mean, thinking about that as, you know, a potential future parent is like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> 18 years is enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'd agree. And I kind of, I don't know, in university, I was kind of like by parents and I didn't really talk to them much, only you know, I'd call my dad if I needed something or, or like once in a while they'd call me, but I kind of like broke off. But then I was really struggling since graduating. So I relied on them a lot again. So it, it's been like I don't now I'm trying to settle into a healthy dynamic because I went from being an actual kid to not talking to them much at all and then to really needing them to be there for me again. Um, and I'm trying to kind of settle out into a into a healthy adult relationship now um which, which is is kind of interesting yeah now did you um like how close were your parents when you were in school like proximate like distance wise uh like an hour and a bit drive yeah so i mean i'd see them once in a while like i'd go home once in a while and I did have co-ops um, back in town, so I'd see them more on, on co-ops and stuff, and I lived with my dad a bunch of times when I was there. Um, but definitely when I was in school terms, like I, I'd see them maybe once a, a term and, and talk to them when, when I needed something or when they'd call me, um, basically. But it's like, uh, you know, I, I, there was some infographic about like, how far your university choices and what it says about your relationship with your parents. Um, and, and so I was like, and literally, yeah, my, the, the, the one to two hour range was like far enough that you don't have to see them all the time, but close enough that if you need something, they can come and give it to you. And so it's like, yeah, that, that does fit well. Yeah. Yeah. I went a little bit further. So I'm, I'm about a six hour drive away. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, I made my school choice basically. Uh, if I stayed in my hometown, I would have had to go to school in my hometown. Yeah. Which was Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, sorry, did I say school? I meant I would have stayed. If I went to school in my hometown, I would have had to stay home. Yeah, I was. I don't know if I said that or if I said something else. You said something else, but I, I, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, to me, it was like, oh, uh, well, it's time to like stretch the wings. <laughs> yeah and uh, jump out of the nest right so i i went pretty far away which you know i would uh i would call back pretty frequently and especially i would call my older sister mm -hmm. i think from moving away that's probably uh you know i was i always say my sister is one of my best friends yeah me too uh, actually and i i looked up to her so much throughout like high school and so on mm -hmm. um you know, and so moving away, that was, you know, that was pretty interesting. Now, granted, she had been, she had kind of moved away a few times too. So I think we were used to phone calls and so on, but it was, it was uh, definitely interesting to be, to go from, you know, that environment and 
obviously living with my parents to being so far away and on my own. It was to me a little bit relieving and then also, you know, always scary. And I think it, I mean, that's just natural. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, I just knew I was, I didn't, I had no plans to go to any Toronto school because I knew I'd end up living at home as well. Uh, so I was like, all right, peace. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me about this. It was uh, a good time. So thank you. Yeah. Fun. And thanks to everyone who tuned in. I hope you found that relatable and, and interesting. And, you know, let us know, you know, what your relationships are with your parents. Um, Thanks for taking a peek behind the mask.